Hey everyone, welcome back to Diary of a Lonely Teen. Once again, I skipped recording last week and that's kind of becoming a pattern. I'm sorry if you're somebody who's trying to regularly keep up with my recording schedule because apparently it's just always going to be random and whether or not I feel like I have the time to do things. But I will say next week is fall break so I'm going to try to probably pre-record some things so that I'll at least have something to post and something to show for myself. Um, But yeah, this is my first episode being a 17 year old and last week um, when I didn't do an episode I had planned to read out this list of like the 17 things that I've learned or I'm in the process of learning at age almost 17 and I had like written out this whole list in my journal and everything like that I thought that would be kind of cool to like list them all out but obviously I didn't record Um, But I still wanted to share the list, so I have the list of the 17 things that I've learned now that I am actually 17, and so I'm going to read those out um, in a second. But anyway, I had a good birthday. Um, I just wanted to say, (laughs) you know, things were a mess in a lot of ways, and I actually, a few days before my birthday, the weekend before, I'd gone with my dad on like this kind of spooky like graveyard tour. It was like nine o'clock at night and it wasn't like where people jump out at you or anything like that because it was in like an actual graveyard in our town, but it was basically where these people would stand over the different gravestones of people that had passed away in the area and they would like share their story and it was a lot of very regular people leading very regular lives but I think that that kind of added to the charm of it I guess that they weren't like amazing heroes they were just like people doing the best that they could and they left a legacy on the small town and I thought that that was kind of sweet so I enjoyed that but while I was there I was wearing sandals out in the grass and I got bitten by like a spider that was non-life-threatening but I was limping around on like a swollen big toe and it's just now gotten to the point today where I've been you know fine enough to walk around but I couldn't fit into my sandals I had to like wear these kind of like black Nikes that are not the cutest that I really only wear when I go for walks but I had to like wear them to school and I sometimes like to wear like maybe a cute little skirt or like you know flowy pants or something to school and I couldn't really do that with those shoes (laughs) so I tried my best and I tried to put on Converse but then those kind of squeezed my foot And like the day before my birthday, I had to leave school early because my mom literally took me to the doctor because it was like some weird freak bite. And it's like just now a little bit better and almost back to normal. But like, (laughs) I just thought that that was a great, like a very accurate representation of the fact that I'm not suddenly all cool because I'm 17. Um, I'm still a dork who managed to get bitten by a random spider (laughs) and that's like just life I guess but yeah 
I am here still living to tell the tale. Um, But anyway, I thought I would kind of go through my list of the 17 things that I've learned. They're not really in any order. And I thought that would be kind of like a cool artsy thing to do. I also have like a slight sore throat right now. So I have water here, but I am hoping that you're still going to be able to understand me and everything. Um, And I'm kind of like scared to take a sip of water because it might sound kind of gross but I don't know I'm gonna quickly take a sip of water and hopefully you can't hear it but hang on just a sec (laughs) okay so I take a sip of water and now I'm gonna go through my list and this is like the most dysfunctional unorganized thing but I hope maybe you can relate so anyway no particular order So the number one um, life lesson is life won't always stay the way you thought it would because circumstances change and you grow up and adults grow up. People die and new people are born and a lot of the time it will suck, but maybe later you'll realize the change made you who you are and inspired you and showed you new perspectives and showed you how to feel and in the end change served you well. So this one's like very important to me because I look back on like maybe the last five years where life changed incredibly and then also not at all like so many things just stayed the same but then you know I moved to a whole new state and a whole new town and you know people did die and people did you know be born or get born (laughs) and like I look back at it and even like the really messed up things I try to remember like I'm learning from this experience and I you know know more about how to empathize with others and feel and because of that I try to remember that a lot of times even though it doesn't seem like it in the moment change did serve me well so anyway (laughs) number two the true cool people are the ones who live boldly love honestly, show compassion, and wear their quirks with pride. This one's very true, and I just kind of started to realize it in high school that the people that, you know, even I thought were weirdos are actually way cooler than me and way cooler than a lot of these other so-called cool people because they are nothing but their true selves. And I think that that's, like, it sounds so cheesy, but, you know, the most important thing And the most important lesson is to just go through life trying to be your authentic self, which I'm almost at that point, but still not fully. Okay, number three, everyone has their story and they walk around the school hallways with their own concerns from the trivial to the major. Um, The only reason why I've come to realize this is that I've been like walking around the hall thinking about how my grandpa just died. This was like freshman year. And then, like, walking around the hall thinking about, you know, my parents' failing marriage and the fact that my dad lives in a different house. And then I've also been thinking about, like, the stupid stuff. Like, is this outfit good enough looking? And I know that there are people with much greater problems and probably much smaller problems, but we've all got our own, like, internal stuff. And it's so crazy, like, the times that I walked around with problems no one knew about. So that makes me realize, like, how many other people are in the same boat and probably a much 
worst situation going on and they're just having to walk around the hallway like everything's chill and so I'm sorry (laughs) um yeah that's what I've come to realize is that we've all got our own issues um number four most of us have secrets and guilt most of us aren't as honest or innocent as we might seem that might mean we're human it might mean we're crazy who even knows I put this one because I feel like everybody's got their secrets and even like the most good, you know, kind people have their issues and have messed up and I think I really am starting to believe that that just kind of means we're human. Okay, I'm going to take another sip of water. (laughs) Sorry, (laughs) this is so dysfunctional. Um, number five, discrimination exists even when people can't or won't admit it. It's there and it never really went away. Um, this is pretty self-explanatory. I think it's a lesson everyone could say that they've learned this past year especially is that there are so many instances of discrimination we might not even have thought about, but they're there and we need to change it. Okay, number six. Parents were kids once too, and they carry stuff with them too. Just because they grew up doesn't mean it doesn't still hurt. I put this here because I realized that more now with time. You know, we all have our childhood stories, and there are so many stories of like love and greatness, but then a lot of other problems that we don't know about. So I put that because I never really thought of things like that before. Okay, number seven. Being honest and authentic probably feels so liberating, but it's probably one of the scariest things you could ever do. I definitely feel this one because I see these people around me being so brave and it's like weights were lifted off their shoulders when they were able to just be themselves. Um, But it's so scary to think about it and to think about what would happen if everyone knew this side of you. And so I think that once you're brave enough to take that first step, you can take like a giant leap forward, but it's just getting to that point that I still have yet to discover. Okay, number eight, maybe it's okay not to hit milestones at the same time as everyone else. Maybe it's okay to be a little late to the game. You do you. I've hit this one because I'm seeing more and more the ways in which I kind of fall behind my classmates, haven't had my first kiss, haven't dated anyone, I haven't gotten a job yet, and, you know, I was always so fearful, like, learning to drive that I would be so late to get my license, and I got it two months after I turned 16, which was not really late at all, but, like, all these things people make out to be such a big deal are not going to be later on, And I wish that I would have just realized that. And so, like, now I feel more passionate about, like, realizing that it's okay if you're not doing things at the same pace as the people around you. You know, there's nothing wrong with you because of that. Okay. Number nine, sometimes a random conversation you have with a stranger on the school bus or in study hall will be far more important than the ones you had with a friend. So this one is one that I've come to realize more and more. 
I think back to middle school and like the great conversations I had with like a random desk partner where we probably got way more deep in our chats than I ever would with a friend because when they're kind of a stranger you can be vulnerable without like the fear of them turning on you and you can't always do that with somebody that's in your life that you're going to see every day so I think it's so important even though it's like so scary for me especially being an introvert I think it's important that we do have conversations with those strangers and like right now when we're in school those are forced a little bit more where maybe we're partnered up with someone that we don't know and we have to learn to talk to them and get to know them but I think in the adult world we're probably going to have to work a little bit harder to have those conversations with the stranger and it's going to be scary and uncomfortable and also there's like the stranger danger aspect of it but I think that we become better individuals when we're able to do that rather than just constantly being with the people that we know super well or feel super comfortable with. Okay, this one is probably stupid to a lot of people. I'm not even going to say anything about it, but um, number 10, it's possible to love someone from afar, fall in love with their soul, with the way that they made you feel, but never act on your feelings. This is definitely the truth in high school and in general, and I don't even think much more needs to be said about it. Number 11, anger is masked pain. Um, As somebody who had so many anger issues as a preteen and still now, I see that more than ever and I empathize with people that have problems with anger because I've been through it. Number 12, Family is the best, and knowing pe- and knowing you have people who love you is the best. I am trying to remember this all the time, that no matter what's going on, I have a family looking out for me, and I really do feel like I have angels on my side and just an overwhelming sense of love that I sometimes take for granted. Okay, number 13 A family breakup or parent split definitely does not make you broken. Um, I can't tell you how many stereotypes I had in my head about kids of divorce and, you know, realizing that it's nothing the kid did. And I think it really took me being in that situation to realize that they're just doing the best they can and they're probably hurt in a lot of ways too because it's inevitable um, that you're going to end up hurt because of that and I just wish that I wouldn't have judged so much because now it's me, but that's what I wanted to put out there, like the message that you are not broken because of that. Okay, number 14, for all the ways media can suck, sometimes if a podcast where someone feels the way you do or a TV show has awkward teenagers just like you, is the reason you keep going, then it's not such a bad thing. I think about Glee, I think about the Teenager Therapy podcast, I think about the times when the only positive thing was coming home and watching a Netflix show. And it's not always the healthiest, and hopefully that's not always going to be the only thing you have to look forward to. But I will say that a lot of times seeing people like me portrayed in the media were very powerful. You know, seeing an awkward teenager like me was powerful. So... I think that that's important. Okay, number 15, 
Soft people are actually great because they help normalize feeling and emotions and they don't fake strength when they're hurting. I'm specifically thinking about like soft boys, but I guess anyone in general. Um, and, and obviously there's a difference between like playing up emotions and being overly dramatic, but people that are genuinely sad and they genuinely cry about it and they don't mask things are so important because I think that it, you know, helps others that kind of keep things in to realize that it's okay to feel. And I wish that there were more people that did that. Um, Because I think about my family and I think about like men in my family and specific people in particular. And I feel so sad for them that they're keeping things in and it's masking and anger and other things. And I just think soft people are great. I would totally date a soft boy and I don't know why people are always making fun of them because it's so stupid. Like they're literally, you know, in some cases probably what's keeping people alive is that people are willing to be honest about their feelings and that's what I've realized more. Um, Number 16, brushing something under the rug a million times will never make it go away or actually solve anything it just causes more hurt. I see this so much. I've seen issues sweeped under the rug a billion times. I've sweeped issues under the rug. I still do it and people in my family do it and it sucks because you always know it's going to come back and bite you later but you're just going along with it. Oh ignoring it we can push it away and then it really becomes a problem later on hence why I'm in a lot of the situations that I am today and the reason why I've been through a lot of situations that probably could have been preventable if people just could have had an honest conversation and shown emotion and not masked stuff. So that's something really important to me and a lesson that I'm trying to follow a lot more. And then number 17, um, another dramatic one but also true, It's up to me now, it's up to the new generation, and we really can't drop the ball this time. It's up to us to fight for a safe, loving world. I believe this more than ever now, and it terrifies me to have that responsibility, you know, trying to fix problems that were around before we even came here. And, like, my class was having a discussion in AP Lit about how, you know, we have a lot of honest conversations about the world now, and... He doesn't want us to hate America, but, you know, there's a lot of issues that go on and each generation creates their own issues. And it's so scary to, like, be in this situation now where, you know, the people who created these problems are dying off and now we're here to pick up the pieces and I just hope I can do the right thing and create an empathetic world where... You know, if I ever had a son or a kid, they would be able to cry and show emotions and know that it's okay, that we'd be able to have the honest conversation so that things aren't getting brushed under the rug and then, you know, all hell breaks loose later because, like, I see that more and more now and it scares me and it saddens me and I want to believe that we can do better and we will do better. And so that's like the main overarching message. But yeah, (laughs) I am 17 now and I feel just about the same, but 
I'm going to try to continue this podcast because I think it's really important that I have some sort of an outlet to share things. Even if it's only a few listeners, I'm so thankful to hear from anyone. And I'm continuously looking for more suggestions on the podcast. So if anybody has any, you can email me at diaryofalonelyteenpod at gmail.com. That's all lowercase letters and no spaces. I would love to hear from you guys about suggestions, even just telling me about yourself or about your life. You can be anonymous if you want. You can get a shout out if you want. Um, But I love hearing from anyone who has anything important to say because I think teenagers get overlooked and we have important things to say. So I hope that you'll email me if you have a suggestion. Anyway, thanks everyone for listening and bearing with me when I skip recordings weekly and things like that. Um, I'm figuring out this mess, (laughs) but um, thanks for putting up with the bad sound quality and me drinking my water and a variety of other issues going on. And yeah, there's like a massive bug on my window right now outside my bedroom I have the blinds open and this massive bug is like crawling up and I do not even know what it is, but that's why I'm distracted. (laughs) But anyway, I guess I will um, let you guys go for now. Thank you for letting me have another 20 minute rant and telling you guys about the things that I've learned at 17 years old. Um, From now on, you're hearing from a 17 year old rather than a 16 year old. So maybe I'm a little bit older and wiser but probably not (laughs) but thank you guys for listening um i hope you have a good week ahead bye